Welcome to today's episode of the Simply Financial Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Calandra, and I want to help increase your financial IQ with today's episode. This episode's a little late. I had worked on it a little bit ago because June was Internet Safety Month. But I'm not recording this in June. It's a little later than that. And when you listen to it, it will be a bit beyond June. I also posted some content surrounding this topic on social media. I wanted to talk to you today about internet safety because it's so important. Today, today's world finds us where our financial lives are increasingly interconnected with our electronic and our internet lives. So best practices on internet safety should be observed. I want to talk to you about five basic topics. Number one is the use of safe passwords. If you've been around a bit, you probably remember with passwords, you would do something like your dog's name or your kid's name or spouse, something simple like that. It was easy to remember, super convenient. That doesn't really work anymore. A lot of the platforms uh, that you're going to go on will require more secure passwords. But if they don't, you ought to use stronger passwords. The thing is, hackers will use available public information, things that you might put out there on social media, things that are available on various databases, companies, governmental ones. In some instances, the bad guys have access to information that they may have hacked. And so they will try and break in, figure out your password by using information that is available to them that they were able to garner. So you don't want to use a password that somebody might be able to figure out with stuff that is out there. It's best if you use a combination of uh, letters, numbers, and special characters. Uh, you also want to use a combination of uppercase and lowercase. This makes it harder for the bad guys to compromise your password. Length is also an issue as well. The more characters you have, the better off you'll be. All of this means it could be a little bit of a pain in the butt for you because keeping track of this stuff can be challenging. It can be done though. I do it, others do it. So have strong passwords. That's the first thing I wanted to share with you. The second is about updating your software. This too can be a bit of a nuisance. You might be working on something and you get a pop-up about updating your uh, application or your computer and you might ignore it, but you don't want to ignore it. These updates often include security fixes or patches. And so you want to keep your computer or your applications as up-to-date as possible that gives you access to the best defense that is available on those platforms. One hack is to make your updates occur automatically so you don't have a choice. That is a very good option and could help you steer clear of sort of procrastinating on getting the updates done. So updating your software is the second thing. The third thing is to be mindful of public versus private Wi-Fi. If you go someplace and you use public Wi-Fi, a good example of this is coffee houses and cafes. When you're in a public space, they are not as secure as the networks you're using typically. 
at home and at work. So you want to be more cautious. You want to make it more difficult again on the bad guys, uh, preventing them from accessing your information. If you do use public Wi-Fi, uh, then be careful about what sites and what information you use when you're in public Wi-Fi. I'm talking about accessing personal or financial accounts. Uh, I won't, I should say, I won't access, say, my bank account or my investment accounts. That doesn't seem worth the risk. It might be very small, but I'm not going to do it. So that's a good example. One other tip in regards to using public Wi-Fi is to be sure to close out of applications when you're finished with them. Don't leave them open on your computer when in public Wi-Fi. So if you have to go to a site, um, then you have to password protected and you go into it. When you're done with it, do not leave it open on your browser. Close it out. That is pretty good. Last point under the Wi-Fi heading is if you get a warning from your computer, be wary of the warning. I shouldn't say it that way. I should say, be aware of the warning. Take it seriously. Uh, observe it. It might mean that you ought to leave the public Wi-Fi, close out, maybe shut down your computer, but don't ignore warnings that you might get when you're in public Wi-Fi. They may be warnings to protect you, so pay attention to that. Moving along, I want to talk about two-factor authentication. This has become increasingly popular. You may have uh, come across this or maybe using it. I know I have adopted this for much of my uh, financial dealings. What we're talking about is a way to increase security by providing two methods of verification. So on a laptop, I may sign in to a site and then that site might email or text or call me and ask me for a second way to verify. This way, you would need to have two things compromised uh, in order for somebody to be able to use your password. It's an extra level, increased security, and it works really good. Like the other things, it can be a bit of a pain in the neck, a small little nuisance, but I think the benefits outweigh the hassle factor, especially when you're dealing with important accounts. I'm not suggesting you would do this if you were signing into your local newspaper subscription, but in terms of banks, credit cards, mortgages, other loan type stuff, 401ks, retirement accounts, investment accounts, this is probably a good thing to adopt. Two-factor authentication, great security upgrade. And then the last of the five points I wanted to talk about is just generally generally being aware of protecting your personal information. Be careful about what you share on social media. I know social media is here in our lives and it's not going away. And there is an, an, an awful lot that people do share, but I want you to be conscious of what you share because that information sometimes in the wrong hands can be used to hurt you. In this instance, I'm talking about having your identity or your uh, password protected stuff compromised. I would say as an example, as an example, I wouldn't on social media say that I have an account with XYZ investment company or ABC bank. I wouldn't describe that I have my credit card with such and such. 
this is information where you could be allowing the bad guys a chance to narrow their search on where you might have money, where you might be doing business, giving them perhaps a leg up on compromising stuff. Now, this may seem like you're crazy paranoid, and I don't mean it that way. These are just best practices. I don't really know if there's any particular reason generally where you would need to say, I have my account with XYZ financial institution. I don't know that maybe that's just me, but I wouldn't do it. I don't do it. I suggest you be careful about doing it. One other point is that if you're at a site, you want to be sure that it uses HTTPS, that it means that it is a secure site. Now, typically when you're dealing with large companies, use say Amazon or Walmart, they're almost always, almost always going to be using that site, unless maybe you were at a dummy site or a trick site or something like that. Uh, but you always want to be mindful of that. I think that takes on greater importance if you're at a site and you're maybe going to put personal information and it's maybe a little bit outside the mainstream or maybe very outside the mainstream. You want to be careful, uh, follow best practices. And one of those would be make to make sure you have the HTTPS. So those are the five points I want to share with you. Again, I know I'm late because June was Internet Safety Month and you're not listening or watching this in June. This information, though, I hope you find beneficial that you could put it to good use and help you protect your um, your important information. And uh, I'm going to leave it right there. Thank you for listening today. I'll be back with you on the next episode of the Simply Financial podcast very soon. In the meantime, please subscribe to the podcast. I would appreciate that a great deal. And if you're curious about the work we do with clients here at Elliott Wealth Management Services, you can go to our website, elliottwealth.com. There's lots and lots of information there, including archives of this show. Additionally, if you're not a client and you want to sign up for a complimentary consultation where we could discuss your financial goals, your objectives, and how we might be able to help you achieve them, how we could help you win with money, please check out the website, sign up for the consultation. Thanks again for listening. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of SagePoint Financial Incorporated and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Please note the information being provided is strictly as a courtesy. When you link to any of the websites provided here, you are leaving this website. We make no representation as to the completeness or accuracy of the information provided at these websites, nor is the company liable for any direct or indirect technical or system issues or any consequences arising out of your access to your use of third-party technologies websites, information, and programs made available through this website. When you access one of these websites, you are leaving our website and assume total responsibility and risk for your use of the websites you are linking to. Securities and advisory services are offered through SagePoint Financial Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC, insurance services offered through Elliott Wealth Management, LLC, not affiliated with SagePoint Financial.